all narcissists are male. Have you heard people say that? Has this been something that has come up or that you've seen on different people's content? One thing that's interesting about running my own content and running Raw Motivations is talking about narcissistic male individuals that abuse female victims. You might be like, wait a second, you're always talking about it from this aspect, from this direction. And you're right. Welcome to my channel. This is Raw Motivations. I'm a self-aware narcissist. My name is Ben Taylor. I am a male. So as a result, I talk about narcissistic abuse from my perspective because it is what I actually know best. When we deal with narcissistic abuse from a female's perspective, I don't know that. I don't understand it. I don't get it to the same depth and knowledge of how I think through things compared to how a female thinks through things. It's hard enough for me to understand how my wife thinks, much less a narcissistic um, individual that is a female. So if you're new onto my channel, hey, all narcissists are male. Now, I'm just kidding when it comes to this because it's not that they're actually all male. That's just all I speak to because that's where I come from. If you know anything about my past and you know anything about the different affairs that have happened, it wasn't always like this in this perspective. Because originally, when I was in some of these affairs, I got involved with a girl who had BPD, borderline personality disorder with narcissistic traits. Inside of this relationship, it was a confusing mental cluster of craziness. I didn't know what was actually going on. Now, I was in this affair. She knew about my wife. She knew about all the things that were going on. And there was this pull, this almost like magnetic draw to her that I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to let go. And it became this type of addiction piece. It's the closest I can say that I ever got to having a trauma bond, having this tie to another person. There was times where I would get so frustrated because of stuff that she would do or because of what she would say. And when I would bring it up to her, it would end up getting thrown back on me. It would end up confusing me. It would end up putting me in a place where I was like, wait a second, like this is normally what I do to other people, not what you do to me. And I started to notice this pattern of manipulating me, of confusing me, of trying to twist the stories and lie to me and lie to other people. Inside of this relationship, it wasn't the relationship that woke me up per se, and it wasn't the relationship that made me change. But it was a relationship that opened up my eyes to toxic traits that I didn't realize and I didn't see. What I mean by that is there's different aspects inside this relationship with a girl with BPD where I started to see different pieces of myself. I started to see how she was actually interacting with other guys, how she was working a room, how she was manipulating other people to believe her version of reality, to be with her. There was a lot of sex and a lot of drive that was there that I'm kind of like, wait a second, there's manipulation that's happening based on how she's using her body, uh, how she's interacting with other people. And so all of this kind of got to a place of it being super, super confusing. Of like, I don't actually get this. I don't actually know what's going on. Now, the hard part is I got so confused inside this relationship that I wanted this person so bad that this was the place where I was like, okay, maybe I need to leave my wife. Maybe this is the place where I need to just cut ties and be like, it's done. It was hard because there's also a ton of pressure, a ton of pressure from her in order to do this as well. I'll never forget there was a time that we were sitting at a table in a restaurant and she was like leaning over the table and getting angry at me, getting like really like kind of pissed off and like not beating the table, but kind of like pounding on the table a little bit, looking me in the face and she was like, you know, you don't love your wife. 
We know you don't love her. So why not just leave? Like, be with me. Let's go ahead and move on. There's all these thoughts, all these things that were going through my head. I don't tell you all of this to make myself a victim or to have you feel sorry for me because there's no reason that you should because I'm the abusive person that made the stupid actions and the stupid choices that I did, okay? But in painting this picture, this is some of the pieces that I started to see. There's like this pressure. Now, some of it might help because of my personality that I don't like people telling me what to do or people pushing me. And so there's kind of this piece of like, Ugh, like I don't know if I actually want this. I don't know if this is actually the, the, the desire of what I actually want in my life and in my relationship is this person pushing me and telling me what I do or what I don't want. And so one of the things that was interesting is I didn't leave my wife in this regard because of this pressure, but also because I didn't want to look like a bad person. Like I didn't want to look like the bad guy in actually having a divorce and actually leaving my wife. So I kept staying. It got to a place where I got so frustrated with everything. Like I got frustrated with that affair partner. I got frustrated with my wife. There's a piece where I just like, fuck it. Let's just burn it all down. Let's just see what happens. And I got to a place where I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell my wife and then she's going to leave. She's going to walk out and then I'll be able to go be with this other girl. And so I had, I thought about it. I've been like, this is what I'm going to do. And there was a piece where I was like telling myself, okay, I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. There's also a piece that I was doing this because I wanted to blow it up. And so I got to the place where I told my wife. It wasn't just that affair that I told my wife about. My wife knew about the original first one. So I was confessing, not that just the first one, because that was over. It was confessing the second, the third, and the fourth that was happening right there in the moment. And so talk about a train wreck of emotions, a dump truck that's been dumped on my wife, not knowing how to feel, not knowing how to think based on everything I just unloaded. All different thoughts and concerns that she'd had for different years about different people all of a sudden got validated. Because for so many years, I told her, you're crazy. I told her, this is ridiculous. I told her, like, no, like, this isn't happening. And then all at once to find out that it had been happening. There's a piece that happened inside of here that obviously there's tons of hurt. There's tons of betrayal that left my wife devastated. There's also a piece of almost like relief for her as well because she finally understood and she finally knew in that moment that she wasn't crazy. Because her fears and the things that she believed for such a long period of time finally got validated. Majority of the time when someone's with a narcissist, they never get validated. Like he lies and cheats on you, but he'll never actually tell you that he's actually done it. He'll never actually admit to the things that he's done. My wife mentioned later on after she left, after she came back, she said during that period of time that I stayed, because she stayed for a period of time before she was like, okay, he's not working on himself. He's not changing. He's done. She said to me a while back, she was like, during that period of time when I stayed, I think that was actually God having me protect you from ruining your life completely. Because there was a part of me that wanted her to leave, that wanted her to take our daughter and go when I was in the middle of this affair so that I could actually just run away into the sunset with this person. If I would have done that, my life pretty much probably would have ended. Because there are so many different things and so many toxic things underneath the surface, it would have imploded my life to a degree I have no clue about. And so she stayed during that period of time. She didn't know why. She was more just confused and frustrated and, and hurt and alone. 
But staying for that period of time helped me actually get through pieces of that. Inside of the toxic relationship with a girl with like BPD, it was such a cluster, like such a mind fuck of what was actually going on. There was pieces that I was so emotionally attached to her that like she would go out with other people and I would be at home like crying. Like I'd be like, no, like I can't, like there's, there's this weird stuff. Like there was weird emotions, there was weird feelings, there's all this kind of stuff. And inside of this relationship, after it got confessed, she was still in my life for about 10 months. Not necessarily 10 months of us like getting together and having sex, but like 10 months of there still being interaction, there's us still seeing each other. There was this piece of me that didn't want to let go. Like it felt like a piece of me was like dying. It felt like my heart was like, ah, there was all these different things. And now looking back, like I said, it was the closest thing that I think I ever got to, to having a trauma bond with another person. Because it was like an addiction to this person that I didn't know how to get rid of, that I didn't know how to break. And so in some of my journey, how I've been able to work on changing my mindset has been going back and helping to rewire the story that I believe. It's actually being able to see the facts of the situation. Because until I got to the place where I could see the facts, I was going to stay stuck in that mental, emotional state, always reaching out, always interacting, always wanting to be with her. But when I started to get clear of the facts of how I showed up, of how she showed up, I was able to start separating my fantasy from reality. I was able to start moving forward in a healthy way so I could actually say, hey, what I've been believing, what I've been thinking for a long time actually isn't true. I want you to consider for a moment today that you're stuck in the same spot where what you're believing over the past 12 months, what you're believing over the past 12 years actually isn't true. Because the toxic guy in your relationship has been telling you that he loves you. But you haven't actually seen the action of him showing up in a loving way. He's been telling you for a long time that he appreciates you and he cares about you, but he forgets holidays, he forgets your birthday, he forgets special events, and he doesn't actually make you feel special. Like he tells you he's committed to you, but he keeps disappearing. He keeps ghosting you random times and he keeps making you think that maybe it's your fault. You see, when you're in a toxic relationship, you start to believe a fantasy, a fiction versus the reality of what you're actually facing versus what you're actually going through. This is where I was at. I was only viewing it through a certain lens and that lens was completely cloudy and foggy with my own bullshit and my own stories. So I want you to think today, where are you looking at your relationship that you're believing a fantasy versus reality? If you're ready to actually get free today from going from trapped to freedom, then please reach out. Go to rawmotivations.com slash breakthrough because I want to show you a short presentation on how I actually partner with people to break you free from narcissistic abuse, to help you rewire your mindset so you can be free, so you can go from trapped to freedom. <laughs>